I think I can without a doubt say right now that this game for Carter Hart tonight was by far the best game he's had all season. And this wasn't, he got maybe a little bit lucky. The team that he was against didn't perform well. They didn't put enough shots on net. They didn't have any quality shots. No, they had all of that. 32 saves, a lot of quality shots put in front of the net, and Carter Hart was phenomenal tonight. He was seeing the puck very well. He moved very well. Didn't give up. I mean, the one goal was a little easy. He missed a, a poke to try and get the puck away from the front of the net, and it didn't work, and Crosby ended up cleaning uh, the mess that Carter Hart left. But that was one mistake in a game where he had many opportunities to let let a few in because they were some tough chances that he stonewalled. That was an excellent performance tonight. How good was it, though, and how are we feeling about Carter Hart? Well, that's who I'm going to ask. Uh, that's what I'm going to ask my next guest. Joining me on the Dr. Glatt Regrow Your Hairline, Dr. Paul Glatt. Philadelphia's leading air restoration doctor. Visit drglatt.com. It is Larry Henry Jr., who we talk all things uh, hockey here with Larry when he joins the Gambler. He's uh, joining me on the line change. You can follow him at lhenry 19 Larry, 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 uh, I feel like I need the breakdown for 30 minutes in depth, that Carter Hart performance. Let's start here. Was this his best performance of the season? Without a doubt. Um, this is the Carter Hart performance that we expected uh, on a regular basis this season, uh, one that we saw so many times last season when the Flyers were, um, you know, obviously in the mix for playoffs and in those playoff spots and, and, and going up against the top teams in the East and uh, taking care of business. Um, I mean, hey, Carter Hart, uh, hats off to him because th- this has not been uh, an easy season for him. Uh, this has not been an easy season uh, for the team uh, as a whole, nowhere where they wanted to be. And Carter Hart um, stood on his head. Uh, he he ultimately just stood on his head tonight against the Penguins team that um, I will easily say will finish We'll finish third in this East Division. Uh, I still like Washington, the Islanders, uh, one and two, but um, Pittsburgh, I think, has what it takes to finish third over Boston. And uh, Hart, overall, um, you know, big-time saves down the stretch. Uh, obviously, the shootout uh, saves there on Sidney Crosby and also uh, Chris Letang to seal it there. Um, you know, hey, I'm hoping this gives Carter Hart Tons of confidence because, I mean, the Flyers are six points out of the playoffs right now, so obviously not mathematically out yet. It's a tough stretch. Another big series this weekend at home against uh, against Washington and the Islanders, so not easy games. But um, for Carter Hart, hopefully this is the starting point for uh, a good run to the end of the season. As we had said, uh, if the Flyers don't make the playoffs this season, we just hope Carter Hart gets back to the level that we expected him to be at and uh, hopefully take that into next season where we will hopefully have an 82-game season, a full season, full preparations, uh, preseason and all. So, um, But, hey, great great performance from the team tonight. Uh, good win, uh, first ever uh, shootout win against the Penguins uh, tonight and uh, giving the Penguins something to think about a little bit in that, that race for the uh, top four. 
Yeah, and I think with Carter Hart, this has been slowly progressing to having a game like this. Like, he's been playing better. Yeah, he's let up a few goals that you don't like, but it's it's been improving through his last few starts. And this was finally the one that it all came together, and he had his, I think, best performance of the season, and you think the same thing as well. So, now that he just had this game, are, are we maybe going to see him regress back to what he was? Or now, is this finally, okay, Carter Hart's... Just kind of back, and we can now see this for the rest of the season and foreseeable future. Now, of course, he's going to struggle, but at least the rest of the season, think that, okay, he's back. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, when you look at it and you look at this division, I mean, this is still, I think, um, without a doubt, probably the toughest division when you look at teams in the mix for the playoffs because, you know, every two, three nights you're playing a team like Washington who – has racked up over 150 goals this season. You're playing Pittsburgh, who has over 140. You're playing the Islanders, who um, are missing guys, and they're still playing at a high level. Uh, you're playing Boston, who is one of the best defensive teams in the league. So, you know, you have to cut the Flyers maybe a little bit of slack because they're going up against these teams on a regular basis. And then even the teams that, that aren't maybe not going to be in the playoff picture, the Devils, the Buffalo Sabres, the Rangers, they've still given them a tough time. So um, I, I think that Carter Hart will build from this and go go forward. Um, it might not mean he's not going to win every game here on out. I mean, we're not expecting that. But no, we're expecting yeah. his team. We're, we're expecting this team as a whole to have better performances, sure up the defensive issues. I mean, they're still minus 30 in a goal difference, which is uh, appalling to, to say after what they did last season. Um but uh, I would, you know, fully ride them to, to say that they will win at least half of these games the rest of the season. I know they have about, uh, I think it's 15 games left starting with this weekend. Um, and, and obviously can still make up some points in this race. And I think Carter Hart's going to be a, a big reason for that. And also Brian Elliott, because uh, let's not remember a lot of these games are coming every day, uh, every couple days. So Elliott's going to see some time too. Um, hopefully he can keep it going and, and try to build off this as well for Carter Hart from Carter Hart. And, uh, and we see some wins going into this final stretch and, uh, and who knows, maybe the Flyers make this a little interesting and, uh, can pick up some wins hopefully this weekend and and pull themselves back into this race because like I said six points out um, Boston Bruins uh, lost tonight and uh, Washington Capitals lost to the Buffalo Sabers I mean the, the league just keeps getting weirder and weirder um, <laughs> with, with results like yes, that yes it does but, uh, hey anything is possible and I think if Carter Hart can uh, can build off this keeps Keep this momentum going. We could see the Flyers maybe sneaking into that fourth spot. You never know. But they're don't get my hopes up, Larry. Don't do that to they're, me. They're don't. gonna have to take care of business first. I mean, it's one game. They played great tonight, but let's see what you do after that. Because if they lose on Saturday, they lose on Sunday. Then to me, this result means nothing. Yeah, and you know, it's it's not just been goaltending. Like it's it is easy, and there are problems with goaltending. You know, for most of the season with Carter Hart and Brian Elliott, but. Obviously, we can't leave out the fact that the de- the defense in front of them has been absolutely awful. Have we seen a change now? The last two games, obviously, they lost six goals, five goals to Buffalo, which is not good. Six goals to Washington. All right, that's understandable a bit. Uh, but 
was was this finally a performance where you know you started to find a turnaround from them, and maybe not a turnaround, but could this have been one of their better performances? Are we still seeing some just breakdowns from the defensive side of things that is still concerning? I, I still think there's a lot that needs to be you know adjusted and worked on. I mean, there were still some moments in tonight's game where there were some uh, defensive breakdowns, there's some guys left open, there's uh, failed clearances, so. Um, and that's not going to change overnight. I mean, especially like like I touched on, when you're playing a lot of these top teams that are going to be in the mix for the Stanley Cup, uh, like Pittsburgh, like the Islanders, like the Capitals, it, it's going to be tough. But um, I really don't see the Flyers' defensive issues straightening up until until the end of the season when they can actually, um, you know, have a full preseason, get everybody back, get everyone, you know, rested, ready to go. Um, it, you know, it's like I said, these games coming every two days, you're not getting a lot of time for, for practice. You're not getting a lot of time to really work on things. Um, who knows in the off season, what happens with the roster? I mean, um, if they bring somebody in, I think they're going to have to bring in defensive help because, uh, losing Matt Niskanen is really kind of, um, you know, arisen as a, a big reason why they've struggled defensively and, um, they didn't really do anything this all season, they brought in Eric Gustafson, and he since has been traded for a seventh round pick. <laughs> so uh, that just shows you how much uh, how much they thought of him in his season uh, this year. But um, yeah, so I think that we're still going to see maybe some issues. It's not going to be fixed overnight, and um, you know if they do get in the playoffs, I, I don't really see them making the deep run with a lot of these teams, and uh, not only in their division, but also a lot of these teams. Um, in these other divisions, the Central Division, uh, also, you know, the Canada Division as well, and, and the teams out west like Colorado and Vegas. So, um, again, it was a good win tonight. Um, let's see how they build on it, and hopefully uh, this time next week we're talking about a, a few wins in the bag here for the Flyers. Yeah, and the Flyers do not play tomorrow, but hey, Larry, we still have hockey action tomorrow. Uh, what games are you looking at? Uh, a few interesting matchups, I think, Bruins Islanders again tomorrow, which that should be fun. Seven o'clock game. Islanders minus one and three. Bruins minus one fourteen. Uh, both on the money line. Uh, but where are we going for tomorrow's games? Yeah, starting off there with that Islanders Bruins game. Uh, you know, it should be another good game between two teams that are um, going to be in the playoffs. Uh, I think for sure. Uh, Islanders lost tonight to Boston four to one. So good result for Boston because I know they had had a pretty uh, pretty bad start to the week. I know they lost eight to one the other night to to Washington. So um, not really good if you're predict- predicted to be one of the best defensive teams in the league. But uh, I think the Bruins, uh, you know, make it two wins out of two against the Islanders. Uh, minus one fourteen uh, right now over at the money line, and uh, I think they get the win. Uh, if I had to go with the player props, I think. Uh, Brad Marchand's been having a, a good run lately, and, and so is Patrice Bergeron. But um, so both of those guys, uh, obviously good good selections there to score. Bergeron plus two ten, and, and Marchand at plus two twenty. So they've been having a really good week, uh, and actually last few couple weeks. Uh, and then uh, looking at one of the later games, um, the Golden Knights, Vegas Golden Knights, taking on the Anaheim Ducks. That kicks off uh, ten p.m. Uh, Vegas, uh, heavy favorites on the money line, as expected, minus 240. But uh, liking them on the uh, puck line tomorrow night, minus one and a half. Uh, you can get that at plus 110. And 
Um, you know, Vegas is a team that we've talked about uh, a lot this season. Uh, should be in the mix in the West for to compete for that Stanley Cup. And right now, 60 points on the season. Uh, the Ducks sitting at a lowly 35 and uh, with a minus 37 goal differential. So uh, I think Vegas gets it done pretty convincingly tomorrow night, and uh, we should see a route uh, in that game with uh, Vegas getting the win. So puck line with Vegas then? Uh, they're one-and-a-half point favorite on the puck line, but that's at plus 110 the return. So I'm guessing that, that seems like a pretty good bet for if you're thinking that's going to be a route, right? Yeah, and, and even some of the games this season uh, between the two teams, I know, uh, you know, Vegas has done pretty well uh, on the puck line, um, scoring a lot of goals against Anaheim. And uh, Anaheim's just a team right now, one of the worst in the league. Um, you know, one of the uh, let up one of the, a lot of the goals this season, 138 uh, to be exact. And uh, yeah, Vegas, you know, offensively, uh, just a lot of guys to choose from. Plus 42 goal differential, and uh, a team that uh, you know is going to have to keep putting these wins together if they want to get the number one seed in the West, because right now, uh, four points behind uh, Colorado for number one. You know what I love about hockey is that not only do we have lines out for tomorrow's games, I, I'm looking at Saturday's games. We have a full slate. like all, It's not any totals or puck lines, but we have money lines already out for Saturday. So, heck, why not at least look at the Flyers game? Capitals minus 132 on the money line. Flyers at home plus 109. Uh, you're thinking Carter Hart does not start that game, right? Uh, and if Elliott is starting, does this still do the Flyers look appealing at all here in this game? It's tough to say. Uh, I mean, I know Washington did just lose tonight to, to Buffalo 5-2, to two, but, I mean, they've had a good week overall. They scored six against the Flyers uh, on Tuesday. They scored eight against the Bruins, I believe. Some, it was Sunday night. So they've been racking up the goals, and, and they were on a really good run uh, over the past couple weeks. I know now they're 5-5 five and five in their last 10, so they've kind of cooled off a little bit. Um, but overall, I think... Um, if Elliott's in, uh, I, I definitely would be going with Washington. But if Hart's in, I think it's closer than, than people would think. Um, I, I'm not sure I, I, I still take the Flyers on the puck line that, on Saturday afternoon. But um, overall, I think that Hart gives them a better chance maybe than Elliott coming off this performance. So um, we'll have to wait and see how the, the puck line and everything uh, comes out. But I still think it's a pretty respectable number there for the Flyers at plus 109, uh, especially after the fact they just, you know, let up six goals to Washington the other night. And uh, since then, it bounced back pretty nicely. So uh, I still like the Capitals, but I think it'll be a close game uh, overall down at the Wells Fargo Center on Saturday. Larry Henry Jr. joining us right now on the Dr. Glatt Regrow Your Hairline. You can follow him at LHenry019. Obviously, we talk a lot of hockey with Larry, but. Uh, the, he also does something else and covers something else very well, and that is soccer, especially the Philadelphia Union. Uh, we had the pre- and post-game show last night, and I was on the post-game and pre-game show, and it was a ton of fun. And obviously, Union got the win, 3 nothing. but I want to get from your perspective, what did you see from the Union in that game? Obviously, Saprisa had a number of players out, but overall, just a two-game performance uh, against Saprisa has to be pretty darn encouraging for the Union. You know, there there are a lot of concerns, or at least concerns entering this season because they're out a couple of players because they moved on overseas uh, that they sold to, like Brandon Aronson, uh, Brendan Aronson and Mark McKenzie. But uh, there were some concerns, only two forwards on the roster, yet 
they played really well and won both games. Uh, how impressive was that, really, for the Union to do that? Yeah, it was, it was definitely impressive. Um, I mean, I know Deportivo Saprissa had had been on a bad run of form. I, I think coming in last night, they hadn't won in their last nine overall, and um, in a position in the Costa Rican League where they're not really uh, familiar with, and that's being out of the title race and all. But, um, hey, credit to the union. Uh, that was a really dominant performance um, against, a, you know, another team from CONCACAF that um, normally we wouldn't expect probably from a team making their debut in the competition like the union. Uh, so, you know, it was a, it was a good Overall performance really just kept the foot on the gas. Even even after the first goal, you probably thought, okay, Union had this wrapped up because um, how little uh, offensive pressure that Saprissa was getting. Um, but they just kept rolling. Uh, Jameer Montero was huge last night, two goals, two assists. Uh, Olivia Mbizo, I think, had another good game at uh, right back, which uh, we know is, is really good to see, knowing that he's going to be the starter this season. Uh, when MLS kicks off this weekend. And um, and then overall, Anthony Fontana, I think he had another good performance uh, as well. I, I did a feature on him for uh, SBI Soccer before the season and, and got to talk with him about his growing role now with Brandon Aronson gone. And, and he's up for the challenge. I mean, he's uh, full of confidence, obviously off his best year yet uh, last season, which was a shortened season. So maybe if we have a full season last year, he, he finishes with double-digit goals. Um so I think he's going to be uh, expected to, you know, deliver more this year uh, with Aronson gone and um, with this team hoping to, to make a deep run come playoff time and hopefully bring home another trophy, whether that's uh, MLS Cup, whether that's the Porter Shield, whether that's uh, CONCACAF Champions League, which would be amazing to, to even, uh, you know, consider down the road. Um, but, hey, it's a, gr- it's a great start for them. Uh, now they got a big game this weekend, uh, MLS season opener in Columbus against the, the defending champs, who, uh, by the way, they also advanced in Champions League, 5 nothing aggregate uh, winners over Real uh, Esteli and uh, dominant first-leg performance last week. So it uh, won't be an easy first test for the Union. I think this could be, though, uh, you know, a possible Eastern Conference final uh, preview uh, if everything goes right and, and both these teams can um, keep stay healthy, keep the consistency up because I think it would be a really great final and these two teams played uh, some good games last year. I know the Union weren't on the winning end of it, but um, you know, still gave Columbus a good run. Uh, and uh, but it should be fun uh, overall. I'm excited for the Union to get going uh, this weekend, and I'll actually be down in DC on Saturday for uh, look at you. DC United, NYCFC uh, season opener. So I'll be. Uh, Have you been to DC before? Field. Yeah. So uh, I've been down for. Um, you know, I was down there for you know U.S. Men's National Team. Uh, I believe twice, and then uh, I was down there for the Union. Actually, um, you know, it was actually the game where they, I believe, they beat beat DC. I think it was five one, and that was the, uh, the the famous game where Alejandro Bedoya grabbed the microphone. So, uh, um, you know, so, yeah, uh, a couple times there. I was actually down there last season's opening day, D.C. United, Inter-Miami. It was Inter-Miami's first game. And um, and then little did I know that'd be the last game I covered in person for uh, four Ooh, months. Because wow. uh, after, that, after that, it was the pandemic. So yeah. uh, it started up. And uh, so it'll be fun. Uh, excited. Uh, I'll be glad to watch the Union from home Sunday. And, 
um, overall, happy to be back out there this weekend. Uh, you know, hopefully can throw a few rocks at Nationals Park while uh, going down there as well. Oh, that ballpark uh, you know, sucks. Being, it is, I've been there, it yeah. is one of the worst Major League Baseball ball. I haven't been to many. Uh, but I can tell already it's probably one of the worst I'll ever see. It was. It is a brutally bad park. And it, it's, a, it's a Citizens Bank Park wannabe. I'll say that. And where it's located sucks. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Uh, but what I don't hate is talking soccer with Larry Henry Jr. And that's what we're doing right now on the Dr. Glatt Regray Your Hairline. Follow him at LHenry019. And look, you did a pretty good job previewing there uh, the the union season. But let's go a little bit into uh, the the rest of the MLS. Uh, what teams do you expect to be competing uh, to, for a championship here? I mean, we have Los Angeles FC as the favorite. Uh, the Crew plus five fifty. Now the Union are coming at plus eleven hundred, which is funny. It's it's kind of where they were a little bit last season as well, and where they were placed. Um, but what what teams do you expect to kind of come out of this? Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. Um, I was actually doing, you know, some homework the other day, looking at uh, team futures and uh, golden boot uh, futures for the top scorer. And um, you know, as as expected, I think pretty pretty close uh, with MLS Cup odds so far. LAFC plus five hundred, Crew plus five fifty, Seattle plus six hundred, um, Union sitting there plus eleven hundred. So they have the sixth uh, best odds over it. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, but I think when you look at the East, I think uh, Columbus easily is going to be in the mix. Um, they, you know, they kept a lot of players and also added Kevin Molino from Minnesota, so that's another offensive piece there. Uh, you have the Union, who uh, consistently have gotten better every the last couple seasons, so um, you know maybe this is the year where they make that next jump and, and go farther in the playoffs. Um, and then I think also um, you have to remember the likes of Toronto. Uh, FC and also Orlando. I think Orlando has a really special project going on there. Um, you know, with what they have, Chris Mueller, Nani, some guys there, Dal Dike, who uh, is on loan in England right now and is scoring goals uh, at will in the championship. So um, and maybe he comes back and plays a part uh, this season, or maybe Orlando sells him and gets a bunch of money for him. So um, I think those teams will be in the mix in the East. When you look at the West, uh, LAFC, I think, has to be the favorite there. Uh, Carlos Vela leading the way. Diego Rossi uh, also there uh, offensively. I think they're going to be the favorite. Seattle, it, it's tough because Jordan Morris right now is out uh, with, with the torn ACL that he suffered uh, on load with Swansea City. So he's going to be missing um, you know, a lot of time uh, for them. And then you also have, uh, when you look at some other teams in the West, um, I think Minnesota United has to be in the conversation just because they they did make, they did reach the Western Conference final last year. Um, didn't end the way they had wanted, but that's another that's a team that came in the league a few years ago and has gotten better the last few years. Um, and then I think a team maybe uh, you know on the outside looking in is the Colorado Rapids. Uh, it's a team that I previewed at SBI uh, Soccer, and um, they have a really nice project going on there. A lot of young guys. Uh, former Union defender Austin Trusty there, former Union defender Keegan Rosenberry's there, uh, Kellen Acosta leading the way in midfield. So I think that's a team that uh, could get some value there, plus 2,200. Um, you know, we'll see how they do with a full season. So uh, overall, if I, had to give, if I had to give an early prediction. On I love it. Cut, I was just about to ask you that. You're good at this. You know exactly where oh, I was going. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I know the crew. The crew stuff is out of the bag now after picking the, them in the playoffs last year. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think the early MLS prediction. Oh, this is tough. So I think LAFC. Um, I think they're just going to run rampant this season like they normally do. Um, and then in the East, oh, this is tough. Uh, yeah, what the heck with it. I'm going with I'm going with the Union. Yeah. The Union yeah, I love it. Will be in MLS Cup. Wow, really? When you look at it. When you look at it, um, I think when you look at the crew, uh, great roster. You know, a lot of goal scorers. Um, the Union, you know, they've been a surprise team the last couple of years, and, and Jim Curtin has constantly said it. You know, you know, we're no surprise anymore. But you know, when teams come to Subaru Park, it, it's always going to be tough, and um, I think. Who knows? Maybe they make some roster moves before, um, you know, before the transfer window closes. They have the money to do it. Um, you know, maybe they get somebody from Europe. Uh, and defensively, I think they have a really sound group there. They have the number one goalie in the league, Andre Blake. Um, you know, you have guys like Bedoya and uh, Shabilko and Jose Martinez, you know, full of aggression and can play. Um, so I think that's the best team to give Columbus a fight. And um, and last year, Columbus never came to Subaru Park. We didn't have them come here due to the pandemic. I think it'd be a different story if, uh, you know, if they come here to, to Philly and have to deal with the crowd and, and all. So uh, especially when you have Sean Brace in the crowd yelling at you. So, um <laughs> So, yeah, man, I think LAFC Union. I'm not picking a winner, though. I'm not picking a winner. I think that's going to be the final right there. Um, you know, I can't wait for three weeks in the season when uh, when you have the teams like FC Cincinnati uh, leading uh, leading the league. Uh, just That's just how MOS is. All the last place teams will uh, be in the top three uh, after the first month and then fall off the face of the earth after that. But, I love it. Um, I am excited, man. I am, I am too. I am excited. We got Union back. We got MLS. I loved uh, this past MLS season. I was very invested. Uh, probably the Union success had a little something to do with it. But I'm really excited again this season. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. Oh, I think so, too. And I think last year what made it um, fun was obviously locally because, you know, we we had the the broadcast uh, here here at the Gambler, which was always great. I know I know I have a lot of local friends that, that love the team and support the team, and they were pumped up to hear uh, you know the pregame show, postgame show, and the calls. Especially, but, I, um, I know that postgame host John Jansen. I, I think he's pretty good. I think he was pretty good last that guy, season. That guy needs a call from ESPN or something. Yeah, being, see, uh, I, I think so too. That, That's what I said. They're going to need someone when John Champion retires. So uh, <laughs> you know, hey, talk talk. <laughs> You keep doing the late night shows, man. You're gonna have your own late night show over there. Uh, uh, MOS After Dark with JJ. There we go. <laughs> Love it, uh, Larry. Thanks for coming on, man. It's, it was actually good to talk some MLS, and uh, I can't wait for the season. I know we're definitely gonna be talking not only you know Flyers and hockey, but now MLS and Union with you as well. Can't wait for it. And thanks for joining me tonight. Hey, thanks a lot, John. Appreciate it. Anytime. And uh, have a good weekend. I'll talk to you next week. You too. Oh, doesn't that feel good? Oh, we're almost to the weekend. Oh, it feels great.